Welcome to the Random Questions podcast, where we ask random questions and probably give you the wrong answers. Uh, my name is Rob. My name is Jill. And we're going to talk today about hobbies and lockdown hobbies, more specifically. Um, Jill, I suppose, how are you, first off? Oh, I'm pretty good, yeah. Living the dream. Yeah, just, just chilling. Just chilling, just doing my thing. In Cedar Rapids, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um... So yeah, like again, not to, to date, I say this I think every episode so far, but like, not to date us, but we're in the middle of the, one of the COVID, we're in the middle of the COVID pandemic and we're in the middle of one of the lockdowns and I think as the year or so that COVID has been with us at this stage, like people have adopted hobbies in like different waves. So like, it's always interesting to hear what people are getting into and like, you do get some interesting responses, you know? Am I meant to speak now? Y- yes, Jill. When I when I stop talking and kind of ask a question, that's generally a good oh, time. Oh yeah, to... absolutely. Um, <laughs> <laughs> strange. Um, yeah, people took up really strange. Well, not really strange hobbies. I think a lot of people kind of delved into hobbies that they never really had a chance to do before. Um, and because mm. with lockdown we were limited as to like you know you couldn't really take up the gym because gyms are closed. You couldn't really take up like swimming because pools were closed you know people had to you know go outdoor swimming or exercise outdoors um in and in mm. some cases people are like oh you know um modeling little lord of the rings figurines i've always wanted to do that and since i'm at home doing nothing i might as well take up painting tiny characters for fun yeah and some people decided to take up podcasting which i wouldn't know anything about um nor would i so <laughs> so Jill, what does the word like where do you think the word hobby comes from? Um ooh, it's is it Latin? No. Okay, um I've no idea. So in the fifteen hundreds the word hobbin, which is like H O B Y N, um meant a small horse or a pony. Oh I love horses. And the term hobby horse has been dated to about fifteen fifty seven, um, from a receipt for one. So like the word hobby coming into the like into usage actually comes from hobby horses. That's really interesting. The term was just hobby horse, like what's your hobby horse kind of thing. Um and like it sort of came came to mean like any pastime and eventually like it got shortened down to just hobby because you can't just say like what's your horse? Oh, you know my horse is baking. That that doesn't quite scan right even back then. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it was also it, it kind of how it entered and why it related directly to like hobby horses, which were before that known as like tourney tourney horses. Like they were just it's a horse head on a stick, basically. People don't know what a hobby horse is, um, and not a real horse head, like a plush thing, like a fake. It's a fake horse for children. <laughs> Jeez, I've made I've made a beloved child's pastime sound like the Godfather or something. Um, basically, like people thought of hobbies as very childish. It was purposefully pejorative, um, like implying that like fun things were childish and immature. So like if you were like rolling a wheel, I don't know what old hobbies they did, like rolling a wheel down the street. It's like, oh, what are you, a child with your hobby horse? Like that was that's how it came to be as a word. Oh, that's quite interesting, because I feel like we actually haven't let that stigma of hobbies being childish go to an extent. Yeah. Like, I think especially in like secondary school or you know you you would if you had a weird hobby you really wouldn't say it hmm. like what basically what happened is that when 
the world became a lot more industrial and people actually had free time, like they had leisure time. And then people were kind of like, well, what am I going to do? And then when adults or people picked up hobbies and when it became respectable, that's when it happened. And yeah, I I wonder if like hobbies now being seen as childish, like I, I do think there are certain hobbies, as you say, that like if you have them as a kid or they're like tarnished with the like child thing, like, oh, that's what that's for kids or whatever. Um like that obviously still exists i think to an extent hobbies in general have escaped a lot of that stigma of just being for kids but not all the time because there are things like in in like tech industries where they like fetishize using all of your available time to work and all that shit like yeah well even horses going back to hobby horse even horses can be seen as quite childish you know the whole horse girl Mm -hmm. thing you know like oh you didn't leave your horse girl phase behind you kind of situation you can tell i'm a bitter horse girl (laughs) yeah i was gonna say i actually hadn't known about the term horse girl or heard of anything really about it until like college when people were like oh yeah my horse my horse girl phase and i had to very quickly like determine what the fuck that was like what did that mean yeah just being like is it sexual or not (laughs) like were you were you really into uh like i was gonna say Centaurs, yeah, it is centaurs. I was going to say minotaur for a second. Like, were you really into horse people or like what? What are we talking about here? Yeah, no, oh, actual dear. horses. Um, mm. Although I wasn't a fully fledged horse girl, like I never pretended to be a horse. I just owned horses. Are there levels to horse girldom? Yeah, like, like is there? There's, okay, there's people who like would run around your like primary school playground like neighing. Really? Yeah. And, like, they'd make jumps and stuff out of, like, cardigans. And, like, they'd, like, gallop around. And some of them would even run on all four legs and jump like an actual horse. So what you're saying is that, like, you were too cool for this? Yeah, like, I had an actual horse. I didn't need to pretend to be one. (laughs) (laughs) Top of the food chain. (laughs) (laughs) So you looked uh, you looked down on those poor like full fledged horse girls. You were like, I pity you. Oh. <laughs> I pity you, plebs. If only you could ride in my steed. <sighs> Why you gotta make everything seem weirdly dirty? But yeah, um, oh, it's just, the word ride is just poison for me because again, I never had horses or you know, I I don't think I've sat on a horse. Uh, so like any any time someone uses the word ride, I immediately go to innuendo so yeah Um, especially in cork where we're from right is such a a vast term which is why the the slogan riding with biden was just so funny it it was just so good (laughs) (sighs) um because yeah you know libs do fuck with biden oh god anyway there are categories to to hobbies jill um this is according to wikipedia anyway they've categorized them into five categories do you have any idea what what they might be uh water sports i knew you would bring up water sports so i specifically wrote it down i'm not gonna lie i'll i'll whenever this episode comes out like someone remind me i'll tweet out my photo of my notes um so the categories okay like the categories they have are collecting so like coin collecting or numismatics um, Augustus, the Emperor Augustus was the first coin collector, apparently. Um, it, this is, again, by Wikipedia's terminology, making and tinkering. So, like, scale modeling, uh, dressmaking, or cooking. Um, 
activity participation. So non-competitive rule-based pursuits. So hiking, caving, water sports, Jill, <laughs> gardening, things like that. Uh, then it has liberal arts pursuits. So juggling, musical instruments, musical uh, martial arts, general art, and reading. And then it has sports and games. What do you think of those categories? I think they're pretty good, actually. They kind of encompass everything. Although, yeah. I know, making and tinkering. Yeah, there was a few of them where it was like, there's a lot of transcendence between these genres. Like, I know genre and categorizing sometimes is just, or usually is quite bullshit, but like, especially here where it's like, okay, what's an activity participation and then what's a sport or a game? Like, oh, okay, if you go swimming in the pool, like, just yourself, that's fine. Like, that's an activity. But if you're doing it in a competition or in, like, with a club, that's a sport, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's quite interesting. If you have to pick a category, like, you know, you know, you, if you, you can only pick one and the rest of them disappear forever, like, what would it be? Oh, that's difficult. Um, mm. Probably making, because I feel like I'm a hobby cook slash chef slash baker. <laughs> and I also like to make stuff like crafting and paintings and stuff. So I feel like that's okay. my, that's my like default hobby. And I wouldn't even consider them hobbies because I do them so frequently that they're just kind of like my everyday sort of yeah. life like even right now as we speak i'm like drawing um okay just like because my hands are doing it not because i'm like actively thinking about drawing so mm. you know and like but like here's again the problem with the categorization thing is that you said like art but that has its own category <laughs> yeah but like making you know, like... exactly that's that's the thing like you know <laughs> like i'm sure you would consider like water sports that's something like you're, there's making involved there it's fine don't worry about it <laughs> well like i would have thought that like water pursuits i use a different word um would it be a category of their own because you know you like fishing you've got like diving you've got like activities on water swimming i don't know there's a lot of stuff you can do in the water i'm, I'm sure there is jill bathing is that a hobby i guess it is because like some people really like to get a nice bath bomb you know yeah and like i uh, i know people like uh, that i you know have known online and in person who like shower like four or five times a day like that's their thing they're like yeah i can't wait to go home and have a shower and it's like okay like yeah. it's good to be clean but that's a bit maybe a bit much <laughs> yeah and i know lots of people who will like collect everything from like lush or like the body shop or whatever they'll be like i have the full range yeah i mean like i have a drawer full of flags so i can't really comment here um <laughs> so like i i was thinking about this podcast because obviously we're talking about this in the context of the current lockdown and i was trying to think how i could kind of tie it into something else and of course over a 100 years ago there was also a pandemic there was the the influenza or the spanish flu pandemic yes so what kind of hobbies do you think they were rocking in 1918 well, the Spanish flu killed Edward Cullen. Is that actually... Yeah. Is that, is that Twilight canon? That's yeah. amazing. Did you not know that? That's the reason he became That's a iconic. Um, I haven't read or watched... I haven't read any of the books. I haven't watched any of the movies. And, like, I've barely participated in any of the, like, cultural ephemera or whatever. Like, the most exposure to Twilight I've had is being friends with you. Um, you're welcome. Like, even... Even the anti-Twilight stuff, I just was never really, like, I'm sure when I was an edgy teen, I was like, ooh, sparkly vampires, but, like, 
beyond that it was just like i don't really care enough <laughs> so but but now since i'm friends with you and other twilight people I'm, i've been told kind of to wait to watch them when they're there but because there's a pandemic i can't watch them and i also have other things to do yeah so okay so you're you're saying that a hobby of the 1918 okay when i said <laughs> hobbies of the eight, 1918 pandemic i didn't mean hobbies the pandemic had no. i mean hobbies during the pandemic <laughs> well like the hob- like 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 the pandemic isn't just like you know what i'm going to kill out edward cullen today that's cool all right well like um you know good old edward cullen um since he's fictional and he's in a book i'd say a hobby back then was reading re- reading <laughs> reading <laughs> I thought you were going to say, so a hobby back then would have been dying. And I was like, well, yeah, it was a, a terrible pandemic, Jill. I don't know. I don't think, I think it's too soon still, you know? Yeah, I know. Um, reading? Reading, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I guess, like, yeah, I, I actually don't have any information on uh, literacy rates. But, like, yeah, reading to an extent, yeah, would have been a hobby. Like, as, as it's been since, like, the Gutenberg Press and the popularization of literacy, yeah? Yeah, um, I'd say probably... Would, would football have been a thing? Were they still using, like, bladders, cow bladder to play? Uh, professional football would have been a thing by then. Uh, like, because a lot of football clubs that are, like, around today, like, the Premier League were founded in, like, the late uh, 19th century. So yeah. they would still, like, football would have been a thing, but it mightn't have been necessarily a hobby. Like, it mightn't have been a thing that was accessible to many people, you know? Yeah. Um, The modern crossword was invented in 1913. And it was popularized, or published, I should say, in a lot of newspapers throughout America at that time. So the crossword is something that people could only... Like, that was brand new. Wow, the most exciting game of 1913. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, it, it's literally like, you know, oh, like, if you think of, like, a PS4 or, like, the Nintendo Switch, like, think of that, but a crossword, and then, like, that's what... that's You're in the headspace of someone in, in 1916. Um... I suppose talking about hobbies as like a childish pursuit, um, like just so like talking about toys. So the the most popular toys at the time would have been uh, the Lincoln Log. Have you ever heard of a Lincoln Log? I've never heard of a Lincoln Log. I've heard of it in the context of like being mentioned in like TV shows, like, you know, stuff like say like Family Guy or whatever as like a joke, like like kind of American referential humor. Um, It's kind of like a lego thing but like they're like fake wooden logs like they're tiny like they're the size of your like your finger or something but like and you build like little cabins and stuff you build little buildings um yeah um meccano sets were also quite popular um probably more so in europe um so uh obviously lincoln logs (laughs) abraham lincoln that's american and the uh, raggedy and doll was uh patented in 1915 and it would have been popularized by 1918 yeah, I've heard of the Raggedy Ann doll, all right. I mm-hmm. think, I have a feeling they were still around uh, when my parents were growing up. Yeah, they, Raggedy Ann was a thing for a while because there was a book series as well. So, like, the doll was invented in 1915 and it wasn't until, like, the books kind of became popularised. Yeah. And, like all things back then, the Raggedy Ann had some had some racist ass things in that and depictions of people that were not good. Um, but yeah, Rag- Raggedy Ann as a brand hasn't ever kind of come back really, which is weird that it didn't come back in like the nineties. I want to say it, it probably did have a nineties revival now that I've completely forgotten oh, because I was like two at the time. Anyway, you know, people that you know now, what's kind of like a popular hobby that people are doing. 
a lot of my friends are reading a lot I think um lockdowns mm-hmm. like cause a reading revival but it's more so like um you know people are reading kind of what they want to read as opposed to feeling like they need to read the bestsellers yeah. or they need to read like the Bronte sisters or the classics you know so that they can mm. flex their like <laughs> superior intellect <laughs> yeah it's um, fine like, it's, yeah. it's it's like everything you know oh ulysses yeah i've read that because no one's read it so they're not going to be able to check like <laughs> like no one's gonna yeah. be able to flex like check your flex so yeah it's fine uh what about yoga yoga um yeah like i have done a few yogas with adrian um online like, i think most people mm-hmm. have during lockdown you know they're like oh this is my chance to get into yoga yeah i'd say yoga is popular what about pilates so it's kind of related to yoga Yes, I know a few people doing Pilates. So, Pilates were actually invented during the 1918 pandemic. Wow, that's amazing. I need to... Yeah. Excuse me, I tried to hold it in. <laughs> um, so yeah, Pilates were invented during the 1918 pandemic. Yes, I'm still recovering from that sneeze. Um, okay, I was I was trying to rephrase it so or re-say it so you could like get around the sneeze, but okay, we'll we'll keep going. Um, it was invented in a World War One internment camp. <laughs> Great. <laughs> on the Isle of Man. And why was it invented then? So it was invented by a guy called, uh, let me see, yeah, Joseph Pilates. Oh, I was going to say Gary Pilates. It's close though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. he was a German immigrant. <laughs> Um, he was a German immigrant. Um, he, in the camp, like made equipment out of wood, beds, and like old springs, and like the purpose of it was to keep prisoners fit and or keep in, um, interns or people who were interned keep them fit and to like stave off the actual flu as well. That's super interesting because the main like I don't know if you've ever done a Pilates class, but like there's a few different types. But, like, if you look up the, like, modern equipment for Pilates, it does kind of look like some sort of prison bed. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, a lot of it, a lot of it's like that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, okay, that makes sense. Sorry, I, I also think the Isle of Man is significant because whenever I think of yoga or Pilates and stuff like that, like, it's always kind of talked about with a kind of faux Asian mysticism. So to find out it was invented in the Isle of Man is a bit funny, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, he was trained in gymnastics. He was a martial and martial arts and boxing. Um, he worked as a circus performer uh, in the UK, and he also trained self defense for Scotland Yard. And um, with the outbreak of of World War One, uh, all people who had like German passports or were German were just interned, just to be like, you know, hey, you can't interfere with the war effort, that kind of thing. Um, and he called it contrology, and the idea of it as well was to help also like um, aid with recovery for like people who were injured in the war, so like they could you know uh, rehabilitate you know rehabilitation like their their bodies and to kind of like help like uh, oh god I was gonna say cure their injuries um, like grow recover from their injuries. Um, he also said that peop- no one who did Pilates got the flu. So he kind of talked about it as if it was like a, like, like almost like a vaccine or a cure-all, which is a little bit like, hmm. And like, there's stories of people who like trained with him, like teaching in like the 1960s and stuff. And like, they were like saying that still, 
like oh Pilates like no one who did this got the flu and it's like I don't know about that like I don't know if it was because of the Pilates that staved off the the Spanish flu you know don't don't try and cure yourself with the art of Pilates yeah like 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 go to a doctor um (laughs) Jesus Christ um so yeah lockdown hobbies 2020 moving swiftly on to to the actual COVID pandemic um so I looked up a few articles and I have a li- I have a few lists of hobbies, and if there's anything that like interests you, like stop me. Cool. So this is from a Guardian article: uh, bird spotting and photography. Yeah, you do bird spotting, don't you? Yeah, I do bird spotting, but I don't see any interesting birds because we accidentally drew upon us a flock of crows. So just lots of crows. Lots of crows, and sometimes magpies. Ooh, um, canacross. Do you know what canacross is? I've never heard of it. It's or across. Does that make it feel? Does that sound better? How how do you spell this? Uh, C A N I C R O S S. No, it does not ring a bell. It's cross country running with your dog. Oh, if you'd said like canine running, yeah, that would make sense. I, I uh, but I didn't know it had a name, so I was like, okay, I'm writing that down. <laughs> um, doing Shakespeare via Zoom. Brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, to thine own self be true, and soon as light follows day, thou shalt be false to no man. Boy. <laughs> I just, like, I'm not, jeez, like, I'm not one to judge people's hobbies, but I think if you're, like, calling up your mates and putting on Hamlet, that's a, like, not that it's weird, but it's like, I, I couldn't see myself doing that, could you? Absolutely not, no, it's really strange. And also, I was thinking about it, because I feel like a lot of people have used lockdown to, like, reflect um on like what they've read and kind of reflect on how times have progressed and all that sort of thing and say look I think you know I don't want to read this author anymore because they've made like bat like terrible remarks such as a famous wizarding author and um you know a lot of people are like okay yeah you know these are books I'm not going to like read again um even during lockdown and I'm really bored and I own all of them um and then I'm like why would you do Shakespeare and why would you read like The Merchant of Venice, for example? Yeah, because like I So again, this was this was a Guardian article. <laughs> so so maybe it's 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 hitting a target market that isn't us. Uh like but like I can imagine like doing like a script reading with like, you know, if you're having like a few glasses of vino, you know, uh on Zoom with your mates, like you're having a few cans and you're like reading the script to like I don't know the room or something. Like I could imagine that being quite fun. It it's just not something I'd go to. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I couldn't see myself doing it. Um, and also mm. cancel Shakespeare. Yeah. Oh, okay. Hashtag can- that's who we're canceling now. Um. Yeah, that's who we're canceling. <sighs> the estate okay. of Shakespeare. I expect uh, an announcement soon. Yeah, we'll we'll cancel King Crabs first, and then we'll we'll get to Shakespeare. Um. People have done a Lego life photography. So, like, putting a Lego figure in the real world scenario in which it's based on. So, like, if it's, like, a gardener, it'll be, like, pushing, like, a Lego lawnmower in, in like, grass and stuff. Yeah. That's very middle class. <laughs> it's it's also very, like, you have a lot of time on your hands, my friend. Um, <laughs> like, again, no judgment here, but it's, like, ooh. Uh, this one, I, I will say this, a few of these are actually quite cool. Um, so cooking, but as a connection to your ancestry. So the person who wrote this, uh, they're they're like family are from Algeria. So they were like learning recipes that are 
like popular in Algeria and like so I think that like cooking generally is quite cool but like specifically doing it for a reason I think is nice as well when uh, lockdown ends do you want to meet up and make a falocht fear and cook some meat yeah let's let's do that yeah um, <laughs> I'm sure you and me can can safely dig a hole and fill it with fire and not have any problems I'm sure I think it would be a fun challenge it'd be, it'd be interesting yeah. Um, for anyone who doesn't know what a falafia is, it's a um ancient like Irish, I guess like Celtic cooking yeah. method where um you dig a big hole and you fill it with like fire and really hot rocks, and then you put water in it and um, when it's boiling, and then you put meat in there and it cooks it. So yeah, that's that's one way of describing a falafia. Um, setting up a mutual aid library is that's, another one that's, that's down here. One. That's a good idea. Um, so the example this person was is that they just put a bookshelf outside their like apartment, like they're in an apartment block, and just put books there, and people would take books and leave a book and that kind of system. Um, there are some in Cork City. I I know for a fact, like in different like random. Al- <laughs> I'm not saying going to random alleyways trying to find a library, but like this is a thing that is being done that I've I've noticed in the real world since the pandemic has gone on, and and I I, I definitely support it. I don't know if there'd be much use for it out where I'm living, which is the middle of nowhere. Uh, it might just be like a dog, uh, my cat, and like a cow, who'd use it, and I don't know. I'm not going to judge their ability to read, but I don't know what their taste would be. Like, I, I don't know if I need, like, three copies of the Da Vinci Code from the cow, you know? Yeah, uh, we kind of had one of them in Clon. Um, basically, there's a little um, charity shop that just sells books. And they kind of did that where they just put books out and said, look, they're free. You can take them if you want. But um, I think they were getting rid of stock that hasn't sold for a couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, like, really interesting. Like, I don't know, Jackie, like cooper books <laughs> yeah like the, yeah the mills and boone like romance novels yeah yeah um, with, with like fabio on the front <laughs> <laughs> um here are two that i think are like significant like so it's painting and sketching and writing in the woods so like instead of writing in like your house or like a coffee shop like going into nature and just writing yeah it makes you feel grounded mm. that's what they say uh, and then the other, the last two in this Guardian article were nature collecting and time-lapse photography. I guess you've time to do time-lapse photography. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Um, out of all those, which one would you be kind of looking to do? Ooh, um, I'd say, that, like, cooking to connect with your ancestry would be mm-hmm. quite interesting. Um, just because, like, I feel like Irish histories kind of like that's that part of Irish history's kind of been lost. Yeah, but at the same time, there's a reason why I don't eat tripe and drasheen, you know what I mean? And I am not describing what those are to you. You can look them up people if you don't know what tripe and drasheen are. Um <laughs> Yeah, but I mean I think I'd rather connect with other people's heritages. Not my own. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> maybe like Indian food. Yeah, like doing like a world tour of like food. Yeah. Um just to kind of see, you know, what it's like. Uh, yeah, no, Irish food really isn't great. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I'm going to fly through this one. This is CNN, did a list as well. And the ones they picked were model trains, keepy oppies, like, you know, when you like kick a football up and down, like, you know, like the count, uh, origami, sewing, and then drawing and writing. Origami, that's pretty cool. Yeah. I I could I, I could see myself getting into, like, I don't know, I was going to say I could see myself getting into model trains, but I really couldn't. 
one because of the space it requires i do not have the space for it and also i have no interest so i don't know why i was going to say that also it's incredibly expensive yeah it's super expensive super super expensive i remember i was trying to get like a joke present of like a bosserin bust for someone and like the only one i could find was in like a model shop and it was really expensive and also not specifically bosserin which is what i wanted but anyway yeah keepy keepy uppies is an interesting one because i feel like there's something similar happening with hula hoops at the moment you know the yeah. hoops you like swing on your hips um yeah. to the extent that they've sold out and i really want one because everyone's talking about hula hooping and i'm like ooh, hula hooping but i can't find one so i know at the beginning of locked like in the first lockdown um when like a lot of stuff was you know like like the premier league and stuff was kind of delayed i remember watching programs like football focus on the bbc and like people were doing keepy uppies with like toilet rolls and stuff like professional footballers were so like i think there was there's been a few phases of lockdown where things like that have, have kind of cropped up um yeah absolutely. so i asked on twitter as well for people's kind of weird or interesting lockdown hobbies uh so here's the list uh working out carpentry sudoku anime yoga cooking magic the gathering slash board games uh, binging mid to late 2000s shows or shows produced by Shonda Rhimes, uh, wine, D&D, uh, makeup or eyeshadow inspired by flavors of monster energy drink, um, decorating or interior design, uh, watching old Japanese mixed martial arts, you can tell this is from my Twitter and not Jill's, um, <laughs> hairstyling like French braiding, farming, embroidery, bullet journaling, cartography, kombucha brewing baking and making ultra specific playlists and the example that was given was 4am the house party playing songs only you and one friend are vibing to or recreating like festival lineups with live tracks so those were the those are the ones i got back from from my twitter any any of those leap out at you jill cartography yeah i it's it's an it's it's one i wasn't (laughs) expecting i'm not gonna lie I don't, I, no offense to the person, oh, if they're listening, like, do you know, like, Google Maps? <laughs> yeah, but, like, I mean, what if they're, like, you know, going deep under the ocean and, like, like the Mariana Trench? Like, we don't know. Like, I know that's outside their 5K, but, you know, fight the power. But, like, what if you, the make, ocean. you make your own map and then you go onto Google Maps and it's completely wrong and you're like, well, better start again. <laughs> I have I have on, on Reddit seen a lot of people like trying to draw like maps of Europe from memory like including the borders and like some of them are pretty like dead on that it's like kind of scary a little bit like I, I'm a I like maps as much as the normal person but like drawing them from memory is a bit odd should we try and draw um, a map of Ireland from memory and post no. on Twitter after this no, no. <laughs> I I remember I I did geography for the leave I did geography for the leaving cert for like a week or two before I, I changed to a different thing and I missed the I was sick the day they like said how to like draw a fairly accurate map of Ireland so the next day when I was back they were like oh yeah just draw a map of Ireland and everyone else is like bringing out their like tools and stuff and like working away and I'm just there like uh uh, uh oh it's like a little face. <laughs> I know nothing about cartography, so I was just going to draw it, like, completely from my mind. Like, no tools, freehand, with a pen, so, you know, can't erase any lines. I think the interesting one to do with Maps of Ireland is to figure out where the counties are. 
Because I don't know about you, but for me, when it gets kind of in the Midlands or the Northwest, the order of the counties just... I, I, I have no... Like, it goes, like, my head empty. <laughs> yeah. Some, yeah, it, that's quite complicated, actually. Well, no, it's not too bad. I feel like I was forced to do it so many times in primary school, it'll either all come back and I'll be fine, or else, like, I'll just feel like my primary school teacher is going to give out to me for getting it wrong. <laughs> One or the other. What are what are other kind of lockdown hobbies that you've heard of, or things that maybe maybe lockdown hobbies you've done? We said about, well, I was going to say bird watching, but like crow watching with the occasional magpie is probably a bit more accurate, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've taken up uh, learning to sew, which I'm finding really difficult. Um, <laughs> it's way harder than you think. Um, mostly because I'm using a sewing machine for the first time, and um, I guess without anyone in my house that knows how to use it, it's a bit like. Ah, sure, we'll, we'll give it a go. Um, what else have I done? Long walks on the beach, because the beach is within my 5k. Mwahaha. Yeah, swimming, I guess, is another lockdown hobby I took up, but ocean swimming. So you, so you got really into water sports, is what you're saying? I got really into water sports. Tried out a whole right. bunch of water sports. 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 <laughs> Jill, come on. <laughs> Sorry, I'm mispronouncing. <laughs> Yeah, I I haven't like I've I think I've done what a lot of people have done where I've like thought about getting into hobbies and then because well I can't go anywhere do anything I'm like ah oh, fuck it and like buy loads of yarn at like two in the morning <laughs> uh like from Vibes and Scribes which is like a local shop here and like so now I have yarn but I tried to crochet and like I followed like a video tutorial and it just wouldn't I couldn't get I just couldn't get it in my head like it's just something I have to keep trying but I just couldn't do it. And then I saw someone talking, like, in the context of this about crochet. And I was like, oh, actually, where where did you learn to crochet? And they sent me the video that wouldn't work for me. And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> I am doomed. Um, and, like, I'm trying to think of, of other things. I think, like, there's a lot of hobbies that are weird to start now, like, collecting certain things or, like, hiking. Like, especially if you're, like, limited to a certain distance. Like, in Ireland, we're limited to 5K at the time of recording. Um, and probably long after the time of recording um so like we can't go beyond that so like yeah I, I think there's some hobbies that you can't quite take up like i couldn't take up ocean swimming for example absolutely i have taken up one very weird hobby okay i don't know if this is a hobby or not you can tell me um so i decided that i'd like whiter teeth without going to the dentist oh okay so i've like i've been sampling like different like tooth whitening like methods to varying degrees of success how how's that gone for you really well actually and my teeth are quite white now what 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 worked out best for you why, why not give out a little beauty tip here yeah beauty tip um the crest whitening strips that you get from amazon all right then that's hashtag that's spawn hashtag ads you yeah. use the code <laughs> water sports at checkout um no, we're not. We're not sponsored well, yeah. by Crest ba- or Amazon. Baking soda does not work, guys. <laughs> okay. Don't, don't do it. Your mouth sizzles. I so like I I there's stuff like like you were saying about like drawing like isn't you don't really consider it a hobby. Like I did baking a lot during like the first lockdown. Not like bread, although I did make a really good loaf of bread. Um, but I would just be like, you know what? I want to make a lemon drizzle cake, or ah, oh, I think I'll make this cake, and then I would just make the cake and then my family would be like i hate you why are you doing this to us because then they would have to eat the cake um so like but like i i was i was doing that beforehand so eh. 
But like, what are hobbies do you think that are like lost to the pandemic? Team sports. <laughs> yeah. Team yeah, sports. I'd say like any hobbyist, like sports player. Um, like I don't know if people will like go running straight back to their like football team or their hockey team or whatever. Like I feel like the pandemic might have killed that in a sense for some people. Yeah, like is is there are, are there any things you think that like literally won't come back? in any capacity like they're just they're they're gone like sh- like shaking hands at mass maybe <laughs> i'll never go bowling again oh yeah yeah it's quite disgusting like you know you, yeah. ate, you ate you ate food at the table like finger food you know like chicken wings and then you like licked your greasy fingers and then you like put your greasy fingers into the hole and <laughs> and you rolled the ball and then you like went back to your table and you ate more greasy food and like everyone did this and it's just like like the germaphobe like I'm not a germaphobe but like lockdown and like COVID has like kind of made me a bit more of a germaphobe and the thought of like sticking my grubby little hands in like those dirty balls. Ugh. There's so many things that if you clip them out of context there are, are, are pretty good. Um, <laughs> so I... I I wrote down here, like, the first hobby, when I was thinking of, like, things we've lost to the pandemic, number one, and I do mean this in the Irish context, is riding. Oh, yeah. No, I think it's going to be a bit like the the Roaring Twenties. I think everyone's going to get straight back at it. Oh, I'm not, sorry, I'm not saying these are going to go away. I'm just saying things that have been, like, affected adversely by the pandemic. Um, So I read an article by um, Psychology Today magazine, which is, like, a psychologist aimed magazine and it cited a chinese study of 967 people with an average age of 26.6 so 22 percent reported a decrease of sexual desire 41 percent experienced a decrease in intercourse frequency 30 percent reported an increase in masturbation and 20 percent uh showed an increase in the use of porn and separately uh adam and eve who were like a online retailer um they say that in the first few months of the pandemic, so March and April of 2020, they showed an increase of about 30% in purchase of sex toys compared to the previous year. And um, there are other, like, lots of articles talk about a sex toy boom, but they don't give any details. Um, but OnlyFans, the website OnlyFans, uh, grew from 7.5 million users in November of 2019 to 85 million in December 2020. So, riding. Wow, riding. <laughs> or riding from home with yourself. Yeah. that's So that's the, the context of, like, you know, riding as a hobby has kind of decreased because people don't want to die. But some people do, but some people don't. Um, I, yeah. yeah, it's... I think, um, I don't know, I think in Ireland it's a hobby, but, but, like, pub culture, I don't know how well that's going to recover. Like, it's either going to recover, like, really well because everyone's going to be so keen to get out of the house, or else there'll be people who are, like, I don't really care for it anymore, you know? Yeah, like, I, I've talked about this before in, like, social media and, like, other things. But, like, the thing I missed about, like, say, going to the pub or whatever was a lot of, like, incidental stuff where, like, you bump into someone in town on a Saturday and, like, you're like, oh, how are you getting on? Oh, no, no. And you want to catch up with your friend and you're like, oh, we go for a pint. And then you just, like, like those, like, serendipitous pints. Like, those are the stuff I missed. I didn't, didn't like going to nightclubs. Like, even going to pubs, like, on a, oh, on a Monday, like, wasn't, like for me so like it's that's not stuff i've really missed you know um 
But yeah, it's it's the idea. You know, I think what's happening as well is a lot of places are like closing down because of the pandemic, and I don't know if they'll reopen. Yeah, that that is uh, definitely going to be a thing. Uh, I think a good few small pubs in my town have closed down. Um, mm. Mostly because A, the owners were quite elderly anyway, um, so this was just kind of a push. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like we would, like pubs here wouldn't be the busiest except for the summer, and we didn't really have a big season last year, and like pubs weren't open until like, was it September or October? Yeah, wet, around wet, wet pubs. Um, so yeah. <laughs> And I think a lot of people um, that I know as well that would have been like mad keen um, pub goers and drinkers um, just feel like they're a little bit old for it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be another, you know, pub days are yeah. gone kind of thing. Um, as you said, uh, team sports are kind of cancelled right now unless you're like a top, top professional. But even last year, there were some professional sports cancelled. Um, did you hear about how NASCAR adjusted to the pandemic at all? No, I didn't. So NASCAR is the American sport where, you know, kind of rally cars will drive around a loop, uh, like a track, like a like an old Roman, uh, oh God, I was, it's Circus Maximus, what's it called? Uh, chariot racing, you know, that stuff. And um, they initially were like, oh, let's have a fun season on the like NASCAR video game where like all the professional drivers played the video game. But the problem is that a lot of those drivers were used to driving alone and just got in like forgot that there was like a twitch like you know a live stream going on (laughs) and one guy in particular had a as they call it in the trade a heated gamer moment and he lost all his sponsorship like in his real car um so i think it's probably good that professional sports have either stopped or are like going back behind closed doors or something and like safe kind of scenarios um traveling as a <laughs> surprisingly <laughs> enough traveling as a hobby has kind of that's kind of gone away you know um do you know what game ye olde game has also become really popular during the pandemic oh yeah chess yes so i have i have lists of hobbies by gender like obviously gender is made up and doesn't exist but like people do gender hobbies and chess was one that came up for both men and women as like a traditionally feminine or masculine hobby and it was it was very very odd um to read these lists um do you want to hear some traditional male hobbies according to some websites yes i would love to okay so we have grilling homebrewing beer skiing and snowboarding uh leather working chess rocketry uh, investing lock picking archery thrifting which is like going to a charity shop or something um magic survival reading survival is not everyone's hobby during the pandemic yeah that's why i wrote that down <laughs> i was like hmm um reading and drawing or draw, sorry drawing and painting a uh, gold panning okay <laughs> gold panning came up a lot um and also learning a foreign language um so that was one men's website but that wasn't like this is a man hobby for men. It was just hobbies that men could take up. But this list was man hobbies for men. So <laughs> man hobbies examples. for men. If you are a real man, you can do these manly yeah, hobbies. So this, this is from Euromen Travel. Uh, I know nothing about this website, but uh, it came up in the Google search. Uh, and this is a quote from the article. Uh, when it comes to hobbies for men, the word hobby doesn't do it justice. Hobbies? Men need a vocation. Having something to apply their strength, intellect, and endurance is the lifeblood of men. 
So here are the examples they gave. Uh, boxing. N no women boxers. Uh, learning an instrument. Never heard of an and instrument. I never heard of one. And this is a direct quote. Reading manly books. I've never heard of a book. But also, <laughs> what's a manly book? Like, what, what? Like, it's like, oh, it's a copy of Twilight, but it's got, like, guns, or it's got muscles. Or, like, what? So I, I did... <laughs> I did check the book. They gave an example and it was like practical female psychology for the practical man. They were basically saying like self-help, like dating books, like, you know, <laughs> like pickup artistry stuff. That was basically what they were talking about. And it was like, okay. <laughs> books. I thought it was going to be like Bear Grylls or who's that dude from SAS Survival? Like, you know, oh, I how to no be idea. man. Uh, then they have smoking cigars, so cancer, that's manly. Um, gaining muscle mass. Yeah, because women don't actually... I, again, I, I took a quote from this, and I, I will be entirely honest, I didn't read the entire article, like, like I didn't read it intently, but when things jumped out, I read the shit out of them. So here's what they said about gaining muscle mass. <clears throat> Unless you are part of the minority of men that go to the gym to lose weight... Gaining muscle mass is a hobby you most likely already engage in. Because let's face it, you go to the gym to become a lean, mean fighting machine, ready to crush the skulls of your enemies, and not to maintain a healthy lifestyle, or because your doctor told you so. Men. <laughs> Men. Like, if you want to know what toxic masculinity is, it's that paragraph. Like... Oh, no, men don't go to the gym to lose weight. They go to crush skulls. I'm like, it's like, oh, not because it's healthy or because your doctor told you. Like a little baby. Like fucking hell. That is actually like an advertisement for like gyms that like require background checking. Or like women only gyms. Like... Yeah, women only gyms. Like um, you sign up to the gym and it's just like, why do you want to come to the gym? And it's just like tick boxes. It's like to crush skulls and be a beast. It's like, oh, yeah, sorry, like... you didn't, you didn't pass the test. Um, yeah, uh, and then okay, so I have some feminine hobbies. Uh, oh. so again, there are some general ones, and like some of them, like it is very basic stuff. Like it's dancing, drawing, writing, reading, watching documentaries, doing stand-up comedy. Like it's like it's very like generalized so like the, the the one of the articles like like the it was like 55 hobbies for women from like a website called happier human it was very general like the you could literally copy and paste that and just replace women with men and it would be fine um but they'd always be fine because gender is bullshit but you know um but like it was like yeah this is very non-specific um one of them wasn't it was a website called the feminine woman and it's a website of someone who's like a like a, a a life coach i think was their kind of gist um so one of their lines was choose quality hobbies not distractions and their stuff was like cooking ballroom dancing singing running or jogging horse riding jill huh oh, yeah. uh reading learning a foreign language blogging jewelry making candle making toastmasters or public speaking and then lap dance or striptease and again, this was one that I I pulled out a quote from because I was like, this is okay. This is weird. I'm getting a vibe from this article and I didn't expect to see this. Um, this is the quote from the article. 
it helps you access your dark feminine energy and it helps you to release your dark feminine energy. The parts of you that other people have wanted you to push down all your life because it triggers them. <laughs> yeah. That's a- oh, and then I, I should note, by the way, that both this article and the like shitty men's one both said that Brazilian jiu-jitsu was a good hobby to have. So... <laughs> Toxic femininity <laughs> yeah and uh just to be inclusive so i i there was no i i searched high and low there was no article that was like non-binary hobbies but i was like fuck it i'll put some together um so here, here are the ones that i thought up of um beekeeping non-binary hobby um deer fighting mm, yeah. springs oh. <laughs> springs and regicide those are non-binary hobbies so <laughs> That's what we have. Should uh, make a blog. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I actually, Aggress- I actually might aggressi- aggressively non-binary hobbies to take off. <laughs> yeah, I'll be like the non-binary NB or something. Like I'll try and pick like one you of the know, names of those uh, websites. But yeah, another hobby that people have taken up is witchcraft. I know of this because a lot of it is like Americans who are like yeah. the fairies are our friends, and it's like no, they're not. They're, yeah. they're really you do not want to incur their wrath ah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's really interesting and I do feel like the um, minister of agriculture position in Ireland was definitely cursed by a witch <laughs> <laughs> yeah it, it yeah it, oh like if you want to for, for if there's anyone who has not in Ireland or has no context for that 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 position was cursed man like it was just constant foibles so, definite witchcraft but yeah a few of my twitter like mutuals and friends have uh kind of gone into witchcraft um or twitch or both so would you suggest like so i I, the last bit i have is suggesting new hobbies to people so like like do you think that witchcraft is one that you could see maybe being taken up um no i probably wouldn't suggest witchcraft i just feel like you're kind of messing with something you shouldn't be messing with if you're doing that um but i would say um lockdown is like quite a good time to get into things that you like wanted to do for yourself like I kind of got into skincare and like teeth whitening and that's not necessarily a hobby to most people but like it's a chance to explore it and kind of see what works for you and that sort of thing like Um, I I had always wanted to do uh, D&D so Dungeons and Dragons just because I was like this sounds interesting and creative um so and i'd never been able to because all the people i know who would do it or know about it like live in dublin or they live further away but because of lockdown everyone's stuck inside and using like zoom and like google hangouts and teams and whatever so got a D group together did like a mini campaign and it was fun uh not something maybe i'd be doing full-time or doing a lot but like yeah it was interesting so yeah i think i think the lockdown is probably a good time to try out some hobbies with as long as you're not risking exposure to covid like with no real like challenges or issues like it's very there, there's a safety net there of like yeah it's the pandemic if it, it doesn't work out for you it's fine you know yeah and like cooking and baking those are great like you know things go back to normal and you're in the office and like yeah. you know it'll be it'll be good to be able to come home and be like oh i can whip up this dish because i know how to do it <laughs> you know like mm. meal prep Woo. So um, I I, yeah. I looked up a a list of hobbies again. Wikipedia had like a very large weird list of hobbies, um, and I tried to pick out a few that were like that you could safely take up in the pandemic. So ones that minimize risk of contracting COVID. So the kind of things I looked out for was um, direct contact. So if it was like a solitary hobby, um, if it was outdoors, um, or 
if it didn't involve things like close breathing or stuff like that. Just things that would be bad for COVID. Like competitive coughing is not on this list. Um, <laughs> I don't know if that is one, but here we go. Um, gunsmithing or knife making. Do you want to make a gun or, 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 or a knife? Um, my dad's always that. watching like TV shows on like the Discovery channel about like gun making. <laughs> well, look, if we're still in lockdown or the pandemic's still rolling on by June... <laughs> Like, that's a great Father's Day gift. <laughs> a gun a knife making kit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I should note if it's legal to, to, to do that. Yeah, I was going to say this, this kind of sounds legal, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm pretty sure here you probably couldn't be a gunsmith, but, you know, maybe in America. Oh, I have one DNA ancestry. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. You could get one of those. A lot of people kits. have been doing that. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that, though. <laughs> Don't do the kits. Mm. taxidermy have that one down here yeah <laughs> um i didn't and also again like ethical taxidermy people don't like kill small animals to taxidermy them that's a bit fucked up um and also don't do it to people it's it's generally frowned upon um okay i didn't think of this as a hobby but it came up in like every fucking article gold panning or prospecting like that came up so often and i'm like what the fuck i saw on tiktok um i don't know if tiktok's a hobby but i definitely took it up during lockdown but um i saw on tiktok that lots of people were buying like buckets of like dirt online (laughs) um from like that seems like a bad idea yeah but that's how they do gold panning you know like because you can't like you know not everyone has access to like a river a river or... where there is potentially gold so yeah you just buy like a bucket of dirt and then you pan it at home that just sounds like importing like invasive plant species yeah that's like, what I was like, thinking. like i'm pretty sure that's how japanese knotweed got into ireland i'm pretty sure it's like <laughs> like it was like construction or something like that like be very okay be very careful buying anything off the internet but especially dirt um geocaching i think you were talking about this before to me jill Um, yeah geocaching i need to do it actually locally because i think there's like seven or eight caches near me but Mm -hmm. um yeah i've seen a few people do it and um it looks kind of fun um i mean it's easily ruined you know it's it's one of those things so if you're going to do it be respectful of the rules and definitely use the official app which i think is just geocaching and just like read the rules and stuff so you don't like ruin other people's good time um, this is one that is not available to you and me right now uh, because of restrictions, but uh, gongoozling. Do you know what gongoozling is? I really don't. Uh, gongoozling is specifically people who enjoy watching canal activities in the UK. So like people who watch like canal boats go by in the UK. Oh, lovely. Gongoozling. Gongoozling. Uh, bonsai, like bonsai trees. Um, lock picking. I've seen a lot of people do lock picking actually. Yeah, so have I. <laughs> kind of. What are they preparing for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can get lock, lock picking kits where it's like a little like see through lock, and you can kind of like whatever, and it's perfectly ethical, I'm sure. Um, and then like amateur radio. I've seen a lot of particularly gay people doing amateur radioing. Um, are there any other hobbies that you'd suggest people kind of take up or like, is there anything you can think of that you think like might take off next? It's hard to say, but I feel like coming into summer, like the more like athletic hobbies always kind of take off, you know? So mm. um, 
I'm sure there'll be some like weird trend again where people run 5k in 13 minutes you know that you know because that happened in the first lockdown here in Ireland like on Instagram everyone would be like wow look at my best time and it's like you would be on the Olympic team if you actually ran that (laughs) why did you fiddle with the numbers if you had to take up one of the hobbies that we mentioned today which one would it be gone goozling gone goozling yeah because it just sounds like you sit by the river and you might have like a sandwich and watch the boats <laughs> yeah it sounds like train spotting but without the train which like yeah and um, train spotting in the train sense not the drug sense yeah not not the not not the scottish movie sense yeah um <laughs> Yeah, like I'm I'm trying to think of it like I'd love to do stuff like learning a foreign language or like knitting or whatever or I guess lap dancing, I don't know. Um to release my dark feminine energy. But um I'm looking at this, I might actually get a lock picking kit. I think that would be neat. What are you preparing for? Nothing. <laughs> what are your intentions with the lock? Um I don't know, it's just something cool that it's like like, there's never going to be a scenario when you're using it, but if, like, you're, like, trapped in, like, a build, Like, if you're locked into a building and you're with someone and it's, like, holy shit, I've been training for this. And you just, like, whip, like, a paper clip out of, like, your your shirt, like, sleeve and you're, like, watch this. And you just, like... And, like, you let yourself out. Like, that is an intensely cool moment that probably will never actually happen. But, like, oh, my God, if it ever does. Like, oh, big pop. Thank you for listening to Random Questions Podcast. The podcast was edited by me, Rob, and was hosted by myself and Jill Kingston. The intro theme was done by JJ Lee, and incidental music currently playing was done by Kevin McLeod. For more info on the podcast and to stay up to date with new episodes, you can subscribe to us on most podcast apps, and you can follow us on Twitter at RandomQsPod. It's R-A-N-D-O-M-Q-S-P-O-D.